2: What it do, baby, it's the Preachers and Sneakers podcast. It's January 13th, 2021, and it might as well be December 13th, 2021, as slow and as horrible as everything is going this year so far. It's your boy trying to jump in here, maybe provide some laughs, maybe provide some thinks or some questions. I don't know, whatever you get out of this podcast, that's what I'm here to provide. If not just to burn an hour on your commute or your virtual commute, or if the baby's crying or if you're out running, unlike the rest of us sitting here doing nothing here to hopefully entertain you, get your mind off of the BS that's going on in the world right now. So like I said on Instagram, if you haven't been following me on Instagram, at Preachers and Sneakers, you should do so, one. But on the stories, I asked for some listener questions because this week, I don't have a guest. And that's by choice. It's not like, oh, everybody hates me. Nobody wants to come on the podcast. It's just a scheduling thing, really. Scheduling thing, and I've done some podcast interviews, but I have to save them until next month for some some promotion-type stuff for the people that I was interviewing. So... You just get to hear my voice for however long this is going to last. There's not a ton of structure here. But I did put an ask out there on Instagram at Preacher's Letter in Sneakers for questions from the 12 of you that still follow me. And so I'm going to go through those now. I've, I literally haven't looked at them. So we'll see if there's anything interesting. There might not be literally anything interesting. But let's get right into it. Let's see. I guess I won't say the people's names just because I didn't ask people if they wanted to be mentioned. So you're just gonna have to trust me that I'm not making these questions up because I imagine a lot of these are not going to be self-serving. So here we go. How do you deal with the criticism that you receive from those within the church? Uh, Well, I went to counseling this morning. That's one way. Uh, It's been a very slow growth process because I get why certain people would criticize me or critique me. Uh, or not like what I do. And I've just had to come to grips with that and just make sure that I'm secure in what I believe and why I believe it and have a network or a community of people that can speak into my life and the things I post on the interwebs. So, uh, I mean, criticism doesn't feel great. I'd prefer to make people happy or laugh or think I'm awesome. Uh, But there will always be those that you know, see things from a different perspective. And I try to empathize with the other perspective while also staying true to what I believe. So good question. Let's see. Can you do a series on pastors with terrible and ugly and atrocious shoes? Terrible, ugly, and atrocious was in all caps. Uh, I probably won't just because the price tag and the money around things is more of what I care about instead of, the look of things like I tried and people will never believe me, but I try to not be hateful in the stuff that I post. Sure. Hateful people show up to be jackasses, but me personally, generally I want to talk about finances, tithing, stewardship, that kind of thing. Um, so I probably won't do that slash like, it's probably not that interesting for most people. Like there's probably a few people that care about, ugly shoes but i don't really care that much uh let's see air monarchs or new balance 624s uh i'm going to go neither i don't own either of those both are i mean have a big cult following but i'm out i'm out on those hmm what does it take to get on the pod uh that is a complicated question i think uh you either have something interesting to say and have a willingness to respond to my messages to ask to come on the pod or, uh, I mean, there's a lot of different circumstances. Like if, if, if let's say Barack Obama was, wanted to be on the podcast and asked me, he would get on the podcast. Uh, but if there's, there's certain people that I really want to get on that I've been trying to, And for whatever reason, I haven't been able to get to. So it's like some of its personal preference, like you get on if I want you on slash if you're willing to come on. So if I want you on and you're also willing to go on, that's probably the best formula. Uh, There are a few people that have asked to come on the podcast. I don't really love that just because it's like I'm not coming up to you. It's like it's inviting yourself over to people's houses, essentially, which I don't love. It's just kind of it's hard. Like, I get it especially if you're trying to hustle and build a brand or something, you kind of have to get out there and put yourself in un- uncomfortable situations by saying like, Hey, I do this. Here's what I could add to your podcast. Would love to be a guest. You know, I get why people do that, but as a person who plans and schedules a podcast, it doesn't feel great when people, uh, are essentially trying to ask if they can sleep over without you inviting them essentially. Uh, thoughts on the Dave Matthews band. Well, uh, if you knew me, you would know my thoughts on the Dave Matthews band. And how much I love them. But I'm a huge fan of DMB. Have been for a long time. Uh they're musically far and above the majority of people out there creating music. Got it. Like there's plenty of people that are bigger and are making more money. But D M B has been touring since like, I don't know, eighty nine or something, ninety one, and continues to crush it. They're all super talented musically individually and as a band. No, no one show is the same. I think I've been to like, I've been to a lot of DMB shows. So big fan. Thanks for asking that. I don't know if that's random or if you actually know me. Um, let's see. Are you ever planning on quote coming out? If you get what I mean, yes. Keep an eye out in March. Believe me, like I, I am ready to be out and about and kind of have my people know who I, I want people to know who I am eventually like doing an anonymous thing is hardly relaxing and uh, you know you kind of hit a wall as far as things that you can do out in the in the media sphere you can't do YouTube you can't do kind of appearances or speaking or anything now granted like is speaking even a, a thing still with the, the corvid I don't know but yeah March I mean I'll just be straight up March is when we're planning on doing some type of identity reveal in anticipation of the book coming out. So be on the lookout for that. If you care, let's see. Bought the black hat. So dope. Would I be disowned if I bent the brim? Nah, dude, I'm not a, I'm not a flat bill purist, bro. I appreciate you, uh, buying the new snapback. If you're interested, go to preaching the sneakers.com slash merch. There's still a couple blue and red, black and white snapbacks as well as, uh, the new sneaker stack hoodie that's available. Uh, super pumped about those cuz a lot of what streetwear is is just copying existing brands and making it your own enough to where you can sell it and not get sued. I mean, Jerry Lorenzo did the Fear of God on the New Era hats basically copying the Detroit Tigers font, old English style font, which I thought was really cool. People really liked those hats. And so what I did is I took I tried to find an MLB team that had similar uh similar letters to PNS and Recreate that into a PNS type hat, and so the Padres have a pretty—I mean, they're SP on their hats, and I'm PS on the hat. So I did an embroidered version of of their hat, which I which I thought came out really well. So PrejudiceSeekers dot com slash merch if you're interested in that. Uh, there's only a couple left. I mean, I only made like maybe 50 of them because poor. So get those while if you're interested. If you wear flat flat bills, I can't wear a snapback really. Like my head is is too big and awkward to fit a. Snap back for it to look cool. Let's see. You have five hundred dollars for stock X. Stock X is the essentially the stock market of things. If you don't know what that is, if I had, if you have five hundred dollars for stock X, what do you buy to wear? What about to hold for a year and flip? Hmm. What do I buy to wear? If I got five hundred for stock X for each of these situations, I'm probably buying. Ooh, I'm probably buying some. Ultraboost 1.0s and maybe some easy three fifties to wear around the house, like for comfort only, uh, to hold for a year and flip who for 500 bucks, 500 didn't get you much as far as shoes that are flippable. It'd probably be some type of, uh, probably some type of good colorway Jordan one. Like there's a few Jordan ones that have come out that Jordan one highs that have come out that didn't resell for much, but a couple years later, they release it for a little bit of a profit. I'd probably do that. That's I'm, I have kind of been out of touch of the resell world, but that's probably what I would do if I had to do that today. Latest cop. Um, I haven't bought anything long time. Uh, let's see. I got my wife a pair of, well, I guess I, I got my wife some Nikes because I had a gift card. I'll just say that. Okay. So here's a much deeper question. What is a denomination that is in the middle? Like not legalistic, but also not super progressive. If you find one, I would love to hear about one. <laughs> yeah, Cause I, I mean, speaking of going to counseling this morning, that's one thing we talk about is this whole super right, super left thing. And I mean, I'm just in the middle on some things that, I don't claim to know is completely true, but it's hard for me to claim one side or the other. So I don't. I don't think that's Baptist, but I also don't think that's to, you know whatever the new progressive form of church is. I would love to the church we go to in Dallas. Uh, we've liked so far, and nobody's perfect. Churches are if it's a real church, is filled with a bunch of imperfect people that uh, are going to suck in some ways including this you, the person that is going to said church. So I try to have a little grace on, on trying to have a little grace on churches and they're trying to do their best. I think, I mean, there's certain things you got to stand up for and I'm going through this crisis myself with like churches and people that I grew up with that are hardcore Trump, no matter what Trump's our God type. That doesn't seem like uh that doesn't seem to be putting Jesus first by any means. So like I'm going through some of the same things. If you find a good denomination or a good church that does it right in the middle, please let me know. I'd be very interested. Let's see. When are them OG black shirts dropping again? Well, technically they're, they're still up on the site, but I think I only have like, some two X's and maybe some smalls, but, um, probably this year, assuming things continue to go well. The thing about the merch is like, I only make it for the people that ask for it. People think that I'm like hawking a bunch of product just to get rich. When in fact, like I'm making like $80 net on all this stuff. Uh, and the moment people stop asking for it, I'm going to stop making it because making merch is an ass pain. I don't know if you've, uh, ever tried to create a line of merch or do all the things that go into making merch. It's not just going on like Customink.com and putting a logo on a Gildan hoodie. There's so much, I mean, you can technically do that, but then you're going to hear from the ethical fashion people. And then you're going to hear from the, uh, the mom and pop printer type shops. Cause you're shopping at big printing, I guess, Customink.com. Uh, there's a lot of things that go into making merch and it is a pain. Uh, so I'm only doing it for those that are actually asking for it. Uh, thoughts on Christians intentional about pursuit of living minimal slash poor. Uh, I, the, the more and more I grow up and live and work through how much stuff and money and all that kind of stuff takes over my life the more and more I see the benefit of living a minimalist lifestyle. Like even if, you're not, even if you're not a Christian and you're not doing it because like, hey, Jesus didn't have anything except a robe that he wore and all that kind of stuff, It's it makes sense because at a certain point you look around, like I look at my desk right now and I have too, too much crap and everyone's got too much crap with a storage unit and an attic and closets filled with stuff that I'm not going to use all year. Uh, it seems like a better way of life to really be intentional about the stuff you buy and use and keep instead of just compiling junk. Uh, and then, you know, cause it per- per- perpetuates so many things, it perpetuates making a bunch of plastic that's going to end up in the ocean. It, it perpetuates, uh, companies continuing to build cheap, crappy stuff that only serves a very short term need and, uh, making our society even more and more consumeristic Uh, living minimalist seems like a better, it seems like a better way to live. It's harder to achieve. I mean, even like I'm not a minimalist, but I see the value in it. And having met the guys that wrote the book on minimalism, uh, they seem to be pretty happy dudes. So, um, if you haven't checked them out, check out the minimalists on Instagram and their podcast, which is super popular. I was actually on the minimalist podcast in like June or so which was super fun. Those guys are very smart and are podcast pros and they just have a Netflix documentary come out uh, a brand new one. They sent it to me and I can't remember the title, but uh, search for the minimalists or minimalism on Netflix and their new documentary will come up. And I think the second part of the question was like thoughts about thoughts on Christians intentionally pursuing living poor. There is, there is like a sect of people that think, the gospel is a poverty gospel in that like we are to emulate every aspect of Jesus's life. And there's not a, I don't think there's a ton of basis for that given like the progression of culture and such. Um, Now, granted, if you choose to live poor, I don't think it's bad, but also maybe you're limiting yourself, your ability to give resources to other people in need. Like, Charities are funded by people that give money. So certain people do need to have money in order to give it. So I don't subscribe to that. I definitely don't subscribe to the prosperity gospel either. I'm just trying to try to live in the middle. Really? What do you think about the sexual assault allegations against mosaic? I, I saw there's an account called do better church that highlights a lot of abuse allegations in different churches. And they did a, a deal about mosaic I don't know much. I don't know much about it. I mean, I saw them post what allegedly happened at mosaic. And then I saw them respond to mosaic who said that, I don't know if they'd reached out to the, the people behind the account, do better church. And the people behind do better church basically asked the person who made the allegations, if they could share their info, that kind of, I think that's what's going on. Other than that, I have no details or anything. Uh, mosaic is an interesting one. And, uh, there's a lot of people that feel very strongly about Mosaic one way or the other. I've never been. I don't know them. Like I don't, I don't have any skin in the game other than just being a Christian and wanting, to be, wanting Jesus to be represented correctly. There are some daily comforts that just make you grateful and feel more grounded in life. Petting the dog, hitting the snooze button, and of course, that first cup of coffee. These are things that you can on every day to help you get where you want to go. Things like the Upper Room Daily Devotional Guide. You can count on The Upper Room for daily inspiration, daily community, and daily prayer. It's the only daily devotional magazine written by readers, ordinary people, people who have encountered God in daily situations. The Upper Room is here for you every day through your email, a custom app, or printed magazine. Enjoy a free 30-day trial of the email or app service by visiting upperroom.org welcome. That's U-P-P-E-R-R-O-O-M dot org slash welcome to get your first 30 days free. Thoughts about Erwin McManus' new clothing line? Speaking of mosaic. Uh, I don't know. It's so... High fashion itself is so... I just don't understand it. Like putting a $3,000 price tag on a pair of pants or shirts or whatever retail because they're custom or because they're made of special material. I mean, I would never buy it slash I, I get the issues with, you know, it furthers the conversation. This kind of stuff keeps me employed because it furthers the conversation about, Hey, is it appropriate for a guy that's, uh, being paid to be employed as a pastor, a shepherder of souls to spend his time designing and creating a consumeristic clothing brand for his own personal gain. I don't know, but those are, if you came out with the clothing brand and are surprised that people are like, "Uh, what is this bro? Uh, when people are out of work and like not making much money or their businesses are going out of business, that kind of stuff, it does look a little, a little suspect, or at least I don't, I don't blame the people that are like, this feels a little weird. Um, it's very shocking that I think it's shocking that he, that he came out with it at the time he did because, And then they came out with a podcast talking about consumerism. It's like, even if there's more nuance there, I'm sure there is more nuance there. On an objective level, you at least have to understand that people are going to come for you if you do stuff like that, because that's just not asking to have a uh, chill presence online by any means. But they've got me blocked. They've got everyone blocked. So I'm sure they'll never hear this or see this or actually care, which is fine. Best place to get sneakers on a college pastor budget. Ooh, uh, Facebook marketplace. Facebook marketplace is the goat from my perspective, buying pretty much anything. Never pay full price. If you're on a budget, never pay full price. Dave Ramsey will tell you that. And I've bought used shoes before, which, you know, if you think too much about it, it's get kind of, it's kind of gross. But, um, if you're on a college pastor budget, then I'm hitting Facebook marketplace or, you know, Nordstrom Rack if I'm trying to splurge. Uh, Let's see. Uh... Your thoughts on John Cooper's recent post about making pastors uncool again. I'm a pastor and longtime youth pastor and totally agree with his comments. I mean, I did a whole podcast with him. Uh, If you want to go check that out. And I also posted about it and got it, it got a ton of engagement on my Instagram. So check that out. If you got more questions about my convo with John Cooper from skillet, uh, is pimping easy. No, it's never easy. You know, I mean, if it was easy, everybody would do it. Right. <laughs> uh, for what reason would a pastor need a fanny pack? I think we're beyond the need and not need. Uh, Once you start buying the Christian Louboutin section at Neiman's, we're not talking about need. (laughs) Uh, For those that haven't seen it, because the algorithm maybe didn't serve it up to you, I did a post about TD Jakes wearing a $1,200 Louboutin fanny pack that he was using to preach in, uh, which is just inconscionable. But he did it, and he's going to keep doing it because that dude is made of money just found this page. Are you a Christian too, or at least grew up in the church? Uh, yes. And yes. Thanks for coming by. Thanks for checking out the account. Uh, probably helped to Google some things. Like there's a few articles out there that did some pretty good, uh, coverage of the account a couple years ago, but yeah, I'm definitely a Christian. That sounded super douchey. Like, yes, I'm a Christian and I grew up in the church to shortly answer your question. Thanks for coming by. Do you have a personal favorite of your posts? Uh, the Kanye stuff is always fun to me because people, people get very creative when we start discussing Kanye related things and yeezy related things. So probably, probably the, uh, anything that has to do with Kanye. What's the most unreal thing you've experienced since becoming preach McSneak? Uh, I got to go to Joel McHale's house, which, uh, was just insane to think about going to an actual like big time celebrities mansion. That was really cool. And I mean, I think the most unreal thing I think is the people that I've been able to meet, which sounds like isn't maybe isn't that interesting, but going from not having any of these connections to having people that want to talk to me that are also doing cool things in life, like music or movies or TV or entrepreneurship, that kind of stuff. That's been probably the most unreal. I mean, I've got to go backstage back when concerts were a thing. I got to go backstage at a couple cool shows, um, which was really fun. Um, you know, being able to write a book was an unreal experience that I probably still don't deserve to have, but that's also unreal. Uh, if Adam stubbed his toe in the garden, would it have hurt? I guess, I guess you're assuming pre Eve, pre, pre apple, apple. (laughs) That's that's so like that proves that I grew up in the church. It's not an apple. I don't think it's like fruit from the tree of life is what they say. Uh, I don't know. I guess if it's pain, then it, did it not exist before the fall? That, that is a good question. That's going to mess with me. Was Melchizedek a Christophany? Okay. Yeah, I knew these people were going to start show up. I, don't, I can't even. I'm looking at the word Melchizedek and I still can't spell it. Or what's a Christophany? No freaking idea. Thanks for the question, I guess. Would you rather go back in time 10 years or live 10 years longer? Go back in time. 10 years, 1000%. Who wants to live 10 years longer at the rate this is going? Nah. When is leaving a multimillion dollar home and $3,000 worth of gear too much as a pastor? Oh, feels like too much, but I guess technically there's no real line. It's, situationally dependent I guess but from afar if you choose to be a public figure and represent the cause of Christ and represent a person that's supposed to be shepherding souls to follow Christ you should you should at least not be surprised if people question your choices flaunting that kind of stuff ooh what are your top 3 mayor songs also favorite album all time by anyone ooh. Uh Neon is good. All of the John Mayer trio stuff just freaking grooves me out, bro. That whole that uh what is it with the album Where the Light Is? The live one? What's it called? I think it's Where the Light Is. That whatever that 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 freaking live concert album where it's John Mayer Trio, John Mayer Acoustic, and John Mayer Full Band, is that potentially is the best album of all time for me. Um, man, there's so many good John Mayer songs. There's no way I can choose three. I'll think of it and get back to you. When's Furtick coming on the pod? Probably never. Uh, I don't think he's a huge fan of mine most overhyped sneakers, uh, anything by Balenciaga way overhyped. How do you balance not becoming cynical towards Christianity and seeing all this? Uh, I, I I don't know if I do. I, I, after two years of this, I probably lean a little cynical just because I get, I have exposure to this on a daily basis, seeing all the money and all the commerce and all the using God to get rich type stuff. I mean, it definitely makes me cynical, (laughs) Should I question my pastor because he's only wearing dad shoes? No, I think you're probably safe. How are things coming along with the book and what are you doing up until the launch to promote it? The book's finished. I'm actually recording the audiobook next week. Um, and the publisher is working on all the stuff that they work on as far as distributing a book. So right now I'm just kind of sitting here waiting for things to happen on their end. Uh, like I said earlier, doing some type of identity, identity reveal in March and hopefully going to get to do some promo that way, which I'm excited about. Let's see. Preacher sneaker collection. You're most envious of who? I mean, I guess it depends on who you call a preacher, but uh, John Gray probably has the most expensive set of, He's got all the Nike Air Yeezys, which are incredibly valuable. I'd probably say his. John Gray's probably got the the best heat. Best heat in my closet. Uh I've got the best pair of shoes I have are the Jordan One bread toes, which uh are my f- one of my favorite. I bought them back in like twenty seventeen. To, or whenever they came out, maybe they're early 2018. I bought them to resell and I just couldn't. They're just too fresh and just like such a classic look. Even though the bread toes, he didn't come out with bread toes originally. It's a mix between the breads and the Chicago's. Um, but yeah, those are that's probably the best heat in my closet. Give me three good reasons to read the book. Wow, y'all are just sending me these like softball questions for the book. I promise I'm not making these up. Uh, let's see, three good reasons. One, it'll it'll give you an insight into how I view all of this. If you care about that, if you, if you want to see why I would be seem like such a troll or something, I put all that in there about why I did what I did, how I have formed it up to this point, what I hope to get out of it, what I hope Christians to get out of it, non-Christians to get out of it, all that kind of stuff. So it's an insight into basically how I view these issues Two, I think it'll cause you to reflect on your own life and hopefully take steps to uh, making your life about more about other people and about your faith instead of yourself. Uh, and I do that through a lot of like self-indictment and also questioning my own motives and questioning the things I've done and all the things that I've, I've done wrong with the account. Uh, I hope that it'll get everyone to audit their, their real life and their online life in hopes of making all their choices in their lives more about other people and their faith. And then the third reason, uh, it's, I hope it's funny. I mean, I tried to keep my voice as much as possible and I had to kind of tone it down a little bit because maybe I gave a little too much of my voice, uh, on the initial manuscript, but there still should be some good jokes and some good comedy at my own expense. Uh, talk about my upbringing a little bit. I talk about the state of the church in, in a, I guess a unique way. I don't know. You asked. So those are those, those three reasons. I think, I think it'll give you an insight into more about how I see these things and why I did what I did. It'll help you question your own motives and your own presence on social media and your personal life and where you give your money and where you spend your money and why you buy things, all that kind of stuff. And then three, hopefully it'll make you laugh. Uh, do you believe pastors should be held to a higher standard than others? I mean, it's really not about what I believe. I mean, you have to wrestle with the verses in the Bible that give that outline requirements for teachers, pastors, leaders in the church. I mean, I don't have to say anything that I believe. I can just say that I believe the Bible and the Bible strictly says, uh, not many of you will become teachers, blah, blah. Cause you'll be held to a higher standard. Like, what a what a choke. I know the verse and I just can't even recite it right now. Uh, that's Titus and. Uh, who else? Titus? James? Let me look. Because now this is going to bother me. Yeah, yeah. Titus 1 6, 1 Timothy 3 2. Uh but also first Timothy five seventeen through eighteen talks about being compensated for their labor. So you gotta read the whole Bible. First Timothy three five. Titus one six, I think, is the most specific. First Timothy three two. Yeah, so first Timothy Titus James. All that good stuff shows how much I know about the Bible. <laughs> uh, let's see, let's see if anything else. Those are pretty good, pretty pretty good. That might be it. <laughs> Have you ever had a kidney stone? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, do you need beets? Uh, I mean, I'm always take. Any kind of beats. I love headphones, you know? If you got some beats by Dre you want to send me, that's fine. Oh, you're talking about regular beats, like rap beats? Nah, I get all those from my homie Wordsplayed. Shouts out to Words Uh No, I, <laughs> I don't need beats. Thanks for asking, though. Okay, that, uh, I think that just about covers it. I don't think, uh, like, a, I don't think, I think that covered basically that everything that's going on in my life. Thanks for the questions. Thanks for subscribing to the podcast. Thanks for following me on Instagram, checking out the merch, checking out the book. Keep your eye out. March going to do an identity reveal. April, the book's coming out and I think you'll enjoy it. I appreciate you spending the time today on the preachers and sneakers podcast. I know it's a little different, but I think people don't have to hear a guest interview every, every other week. I'm I've gotten the feedback already that they're, really don't care about the other people that that come on the podcast so trying to do a couple things different but i appreciate you sticking with me and make sure that you tune in next time for the next episode
0: of the preachers and sneakers podcast